welcome to the Relax and Go podcast, episode seven, Mental Toughness. Welcome to episode seven of the Relax and Go podcast. Today, our focus is talking about mental toughness. We're going to talk about defining it, and then we'll highlight some things you can do to develop mental toughness. Now remember, the goal of this podcast is to bring psychological principles, sports psychology, industrial organizational psychology, human performance psychology concepts to real world and sports and academic applications. So we're going to try to keep it under 20-25 minutes because after that people start to get distracted and highlight some of the ideas that uh, may help you with your day-to-day life, whether it be in academic endeavors, professional endeavors, or even athletic endeavors. So let's get started into mental toughness. First of all, what is mental toughness? At the end of the day, mental toughness is probably better defined as mental discipline. Can you keep your mind focused on the task that you have decided to embark on? And if you do get distracted, if you do get off track, can you get back on track? So mental discipline and mental toughness are pretty interchangeable words for our purposes here. You know, there are, there are certain nuances that could differentiate the definitions if we really wanted to dive into it. But for our purposes, mental discipline and mental toughness are pretty much the same thing. It's a, kind of a mix of discipline and plans and having some kind of format sprinkled in with a fair amount of stubbornness. So when we talk about someone who is mentally tough or mentally disciplined, this is just somebody who has practiced and uh, perfected or is working towards perfection on being able to stay on task and do their best. One of the ways I like to think about mental discipline, and I don't know who originally came up with this, when I came across it, it had been attributed to uh, Bob Knight, the uh, legendary NCAA basketball coach of Indiana and a few other schools that he has uh, kind of bounced around, but he's considered a, a legend in coaching circles. And he said that mental discipline is simply doing what you're supposed to do do it when you're supposed to be doing it, do it as well as you can do it, and do it that way every time. So do what you're supposed to do, do it when you're supposed to do it, do it as well as you can do it, and do it that way every time. And that was his contribution to mental discipline, that you know, identify what it is you're supposed to be doing, do it the time that you're supposed to do it, you know, during practice, during study sessions, during meetings at work. Do it to the best of your ability and repeat that process over and over and over and over again. And it may not be easy. You will probably make mistakes. You will probably be distracted. You will probably find yourself not able to do it on certain occasions, but practice can make that better. Many people think that mental toughness or mental discipline is inherited trait that you you were born with it. And that could not be further from the truth. While I will not argue that there are people out there with just a born stubborn streak and 
I've uh, been accused of that, and I've coached people who uh, I would say that have those. It can be a developed mental skill, so it's certainly not something that you're either born with or not born with. In fact, some of those stubborn people, I would say, don't fit kind of what we talked about, is they sometimes can't figure out what they're supposed to do because they stubbornly stick to doing it the way that they want to do it. I, I see students all the time who will study a way they think works for the test and they'll get a bad grade. They'll continue to study that way because they are stubbornly sticking to it and they're, they're working. Please don't misunderstand. These aren't slackers, but they're not working correctly. So they don't even have that first component of do what you're supposed to do because they're not quite sure what that is and sometimes they will stubbornly stick to it simply because they don't know other options. So this is a learnable skill and many people who endeavor to improve their mental toughness only do it for a couple days, they make a mistake and they're done. And they say, oh I can't, I can't do this, this is too hard and they go back to those bad habits. But like any learned skill, mental toughness takes practice. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to not be mentally focused to the, your satisfaction for some practices, for some classes, for some business meetings. So mental toughness takes a amount of time to develop the skill. If you don't do it in practice, there's no way you're going to be able to do it consistently and correctly on game day. And we all know there are some people out there that are pressure performers and you know, they show up on game day. But sooner or later, those pressure performers are going to be beaten by the people who consistently give great effort and practice to where their pressure performance, their game day performance, is simply going to be better because they've done better practice over time. It may not show up in tomorrow's practice or it may not show up at the next game, but give it time and those who are consistently working on their mental discipline are going to, more often than not, outperform those who have a natural stubbornness or are naturally talented. I've said it as long as I've been coaching that I will take a team of workers over a team of just talented individuals because the workers will work. They will do the right things. They will uh, put themselves in a position to be successful. Talented people sometimes ride that talent uh, to the point where they won't work. They don't know how to work. And I see that in, you know, in academics and I see that athletically. You have talented slash intelligent people that when push comes to shove, they're not quite sure how to do what it is they need to do. So practicing it in the classroom, practicing it in the boardroom, practicing it on the field, mental toughness can absolutely be developed. How long is it going to take? Depends on the individual. Some people might be able to practice it, you know, immediately and start to see benefits immediately. Others, this being a learned skill, could take a week, could take two weeks. It could take constant vigilance on the part of the individual to develop the mental toughness. They have to learn a new habit. And habits can take, uh, you know, one to two, if not longer, weeks to really ingrain it into your uh, normal routine the, to make that new habit. 
And sometimes the process of making the new habit is to break the old habit. So it can take time and you have to be patient. Like any skill, it's going to take some time and you have to be patient. Some of the things we see consistent with mental toughness and people that display high amounts of mental toughness is that they are competitive. They want to achieve whatever it is the goal is, the A in the class, the all-county recognition, the promotion. They are competitive. They are also confident. They believe that they can achieve what it is they are going after. They're usually within control. We do not see uh, people who are mentally tough have low emotional intelligence. When things are going bad, they stay pretty positive. When things are going really good, they stay fairly calm. They don't let the lows go too low, and they don't let the highs go too high. So they are in control of their actions and their thoughts and their behaviors. They are committed. They are committed to what they are doing. They're willing to do the work. They are also composed, which kind of goes with control and the emotional intelligence uh, factor of it. But they know how to stay focused. So control is kind of more of that emotional behavior that, you know, I'm not going to lose my temper, but I'm also not going to get so happy that I lose focus on, on my, my goals. But composure, I'm going to stay focused. I'm going to be on task. No, no matter what's going on around me. Uh, courage, they have to have a certain amount of bravery. They're trying things historically that are a little outside of their current skill set. Some people can't do that. Some people, when you ask them to do something they're not good at, they shut down, they freeze up, they're not willing to take a risk, they're not willing to try something new, or uh, as I see sometimes, risk embarrassment to develop a skill. They're, they'll just stay uh, okay because they're not willing to risk being great. They're, they're completely content with good. And, and one of the biggest concepts in sports psychology is don't let good get in the way of, of great. There was a, a really interesting book, more of a business book, that said uh, good is the enemy of great. But that's kind of what we're talking about here is that they're willing to take the risk. They're willing to look silly while they obtain the new skill. They're, they're courageous enough to make that happen. And then consistency. They are consistent with their behaviors. They show up to practice. They give their best effort. They spend that 20, 30 minutes a night doing math because they're not necessarily a math person, but they want to get a good grade and they want to understand it. So even if they finish their homework, early or they did it at school, they'll still spend 30 minutes working on math because they need to. That's what is their reality. They don't get it like some people. I've met teachers and, and students who can just see it in their head and they are, do the math, upper level calculus type stuff in their head and, and that show you the answer and you're like, oh, I don't even know how you did that. And they just see it. I was never one of those people. I know a lot of people who, who share that sentiment. So I had to grind. I had to work at it. So I had to be consistent with it and do my time every night, regardless of whether I'm done with my homework, to become a better person with math. So mental toughness or mental discipline 
is a learned skill set. It is something that can be developed. It is about doing what you're supposed to do, when you're supposed to do it, as well as you can do it, and doing it that way every time. If you want to develop this skill, you have to do it and practice. There's just no other way around it. If you get into a game and the pressure gets turned on and the score is not going your way, you have to have almost already had this conversation with yourself about when this happens, I'm going to keep playing hard. I'm not going to watch the scoreboard. And we have way too many people out there who scoreboard watch that spend a lot of their game time worrying about the scoreboard. And that's that's not what athletes need to be thinking about, especially in team sports. You know, if the coach has done his or her job well, they let them worry about the scoreboard. Let them call timeouts. And, of course, there's going to be some really with-it team captains who, you know, understand the flow of the game as well as the coaches do. And, and the coaches love those players. They're, they're like having a coach on the field. But don't worry about the scoreboard. You just play the way you're supposed to play whether you're on defense or offense or you're trying to, you know, kick the ball to a teammate in transition or, you know, if you're taking a test and you're worried about number 47 and did I get that right, but here you are trying to answer number 63, but you're still focused on 47 and wondering if you got that one right. You know, you, you have to be where you are and mental toughness is a big component of that. And, and sometimes mental toughness is just the practice of learning to be where you are. Now, the second part of mental toughness is how do I improve it? We've kind of talked about and outlined what it is and why it is important and where it comes from and the seven C's as some authors have referred to it in terms of mental toughness. But how do I improve my mental discipline? How do I improve my mental toughness? Well, as I mentioned in the last segment, it is a learned skill. It is a practice skill. You're going to have to be focused at practice or focused while you're studying to do that 20 minutes of study. I tell my students all the time, if you're going to be studying, put your phone away. Have the mental discipline to put your phone away for 20 minutes. It's hard. The kids don't want to do it. They are, you know, for lack of a better term, and I'm probably not wrong here, they are addicted to their phones. So asking them to put their phones away while they're studying, it's, you know, you're taking, you're taking drugs from a druggie. And I don't think that's an over-exaggeration you know, based on how addicted uh, society has become to their phones. So it can start with that. It's just simply starting with having the discipline to put it away, not not flip it over, not turn it off and flip it over while you're working, but get it away from you. Get it get it to where it's not in your field of vision. Put it in another room. You know, put it in another room and set the timer if you if you can't live 20 minutes without checking to see who's uh, posting things on Instagram or, or whatever your particular uh, obsession is with social media. But have the discipline to do that. And if you can do that for 20 minutes while you're studying and then take your break, come back, having the mental discipline or toughness to come back to the next 20 minutes of studying, 
then there's your practice. And you start to get better at it, and you start to get better at it. Before you know it, you can do 30 minutes of studying without having to wonder about your phone because you're developing the mental toughness. Staying on target. Be focused. And you're going to lose it. You're going to get distracted. You're going to hear your phone vibrate and be like, oh, what's going on? And you have to be focused. You have to be disciplined. It's not easy. But if you can do it in practice, then you can do it when it matters in the game or on test day. You have to be committed to your goal. That's a big part of it. Mental discipline means that you have a goal that you are chasing. And if you need help redefining your goals, then see the the previous podcast on goal setting. But, you know, you have the goal. You're committed to the goal. And mental discipline is the plan that you have developed or the actions that you're going to be focusing on to make that happen. And you're going to get off tar- target from time to time. You're going to get off track. And that's one of the biggest skills of mental toughness that people need to work on is coming back, realizing, wait a minute, I'm off task. I need to get back on task. And the more you recognize when you're off task and bring yourself back to being on task, you're practicing that skill. You're practicing it over and over again. And before you know it, again, it doesn't happen overnight, but before you know it, you're not getting as distracted. You have learned to stay focused and it's going to benefit you. If it's benefiting you when you're studying, it's going to benefit you on test day. If it benefits you at practice, then that's going to show up at the, at, you know, maybe not the next game because you need some, you know, you need some time to, to get a handle on this. But, you know, within the next couple games, you're going to see probably some good results. And maybe even your coach sees it or other people start to go, hey, you know, you're, you're getting really focused in the games. I don't see you as distracted. You're not making as many mental errors. And, you know, how's that a bad thing? So do it in practice, com- working towards your committed goal. Refocus when necessary. I won't say if necessary, because that's not, that's not real. When necessary, you're going to get distracted. Whether it's an opponent that's trying to get you distracted or, you know, some other sports team is sharing your practice field and one of your friends is over there or maybe, you know, someone you got a little crush on, you, you know, you're going to have to practice this stuff. And, you know, having distractions can be beneficial during the practice part of uh, mental discipline because you're, you're going to uh, see that on, on game day. And one of the things you need to remember is, is positive self-talk. When you realize you're off task, it does not benefit you to beat yourself up. And go, oh, you're, you're so horrible. You're, you suck at this. You'll never, you'll never be mentally tough. Well, you know what? You're right. If that's how you're talking to yourself and that's the way you're approaching it, you're absolutely right. You are going to struggle with mental toughness. But if you use positive self-talk and say, okay, I, I got distracted there. I'm going to get back on, on the program. I'm going to get back into the game. I'm going to get back into practice here and keep the self-talk positive. There are a host of good things that happen with your brain chemistry. You know, if you, you've never had an intro to psych class, you, you may never heard of the study, but we know, we've seen it with brain scans, that if you smile for about three minutes, you literally change your brain chemistry to a more positive brain chemistry. 
But if you frown for three minutes, then you can also train, change your brain chemistry to a more negative uh, flow. So you can affect your chemistry by simply smiling more. Or if you're frowning, you can go from a, bad, from a good mood to a bad mood simply because you were frowning or you were uh, furling your eyebrows and your brain goes, oh, I know what this means. And it starts to kind of tinge your mood a little more negative. So you're going to have to stick with the positive vocabulary. Also, Vince Lombardi uh, was quoted as saying one time, and he's usually attributed to this quote, that fatigue makes cowards of us all. That as we get tired, it becomes easier to lose focus and easier to um, quit. And research supports that. Research supports that adage from, you know, a legendary football coach that as you get tired, it becomes easier to take a break. It becomes easier to sit a rep out. It becomes easier to, you know, take a 10 minute break from your studying and turn it into a 30 minute break simply because you're, you're exhausted. So this is where the practice comes in. If you practice mental discipline and mental toughness at practice and when studying, you're developing those new habits. And before you know it, you've actually learned to be a little more stubborn when you are fatigued, when you're tired. Your your reaction isn't one of, oh, I just need a break. It's, uh, oh, I'm ready to go again because this is how you have approached it in practice. So this fatigue, this exhaustion can come from anywhere. It can come from a lack of sleep. It can come from having a tough day at school and now you're at practice and you're just mentally spent, it can come from anywhere. So as a former coach, I would encourage you to reduce the stress in your day-to-day life to the best of your ability. Of course, sometimes that's not realistic. But, you know, I'm, I'm always amazed with the number of athletes that I talk to who don't pack their bags the night before whether it be for the day or for a game. Because trying to do it in the morning isn't always the best idea. You end up looking for something. Where did that go? Where's this? Where's that? I forgot to wash my uniform. How much easier would it be to just pack it the night before, have it ready to go. You wake up in the morning. You have, re- you have reduced things on your checklist you, you don't have as many things you're having to worry about because your bag is packed. You stressed about it the night before. You made sure all your things were there. And now your brain wakes up in the morning and goes, ah, I'm good. I have everything I need. And what if you wake up late and you're trying to pack your bag and it's a, an away game and, and you end up getting to the game and you're, you're missing a shoe because you simply were overwhelmed and stressed in the morning because you woke up late. You forgot your stuff. Attend to those details. Attend to all those little details that can be done ahead of time, reducing your overall stress, because this leaves you more mental energy to stay focused, to stay disciplined. Have some structure, have some plans, have some habits that reduce your stress to the best of your ability, and you have more mental energy for the mental toughness. Because if you start to get fatigue and your blood sugar goes down, we know, we know from research that the lower your blood sugar goes, the less rational your decisions become. So 
the ability to stay focused goes down with low blood sugar and stress. The ability to get refocused certainly is going to go down with low blood sugar and, and high amounts of stress. So be the calm center of the storm. Be attentive to all those details to the best of your ability and get all those things off your mind and you have more mental energy for the important things like the test or the game. So mental toughness is absolutely learned. It needs to be practiced. The SEALs, Navy SEALs, are one of the biggest research groups that we have seen with mental toughness. And kind of a, a quick story here, I know I'm coming up, coming up on my time limit, uh, my self-imposed time limit, is for years the SEALs had problems getting uh, what they considered physical specimens to pass SEAL training. It wasn't a physical thing. They had every physical skill set. They could run for miles. They could swim for miles. They could run, then swim for miles. They were physically perfect for Navy SEALs, but they couldn't survive the training. So they brought in some consultants, some psychologists, and what they discovered was that the people who were trying out for SEALs just didn't know the power of mental toughness. So what the SEALs started to do is they started to incorporate mental toughness training into their processes, into the curriculum of being a Navy SEAL. And what they saw, according to the article I read, was a significant, statistically significant increase in those people who were making it through training. They were not physically better than the previous groups. They just had more insight into the development of mental training. They pretty much had to be told that, hey, this is not something you're born with. This can be learned. This could become part of your practice. So the SEALs are one of our typical group studies uh, for mental toughness. And a couple of things that they uh, talk about in part of their training sessions and their mental toughness training is, one, use your imagination. Use your imagination to visualize yourself being tough, to visualize yourself finishing. Even in the middle of it, if you visualize yourself finishing, it can help you stay on task and it can keep you focused because you have that goal and you're committed to the goal and now you're visualizing yourself achieving the goal even if you're not there yet and it can benefit you. Number two, and we talked about this in one of the seven C's in the previous segment, control your emotions. You can't let your anger or depression get a hold of you. That makes it hard to be mentally tough. So one of the things the SEALs promote, and, and I promote this uh, all the time, especially with my son, is to breathe. Breathe in for four seconds. Breathe out for four seconds. Repeat that four times. Before you make a decision to quit or make a decision to, to be done or make any kind of emotionally fueled decision, Breathe in for four seconds, breathe out for four seconds, repeat it four times. Now, I've, when I talk about it, I, I encourage people to hold that breath for um, a couple seconds, but, you know, whatever works for you. And then think about, is this getting me closer to my goal? Do I need to stay on task? Am I off? Do I need to refocus? Before you make an emotional decision, do the breathing. The next thing is ignore the noise. Ignore the noise. Ignore the outside stuff. Ignore the non-task-specific stuff. 
will text messaging your buddy about some non-school thing help you pass the test? The answer is no. Will you, you know, streaming through your Facebook or Instagram posts before a big business meeting, will that help you know the information your boss may ask you about? No. Control the noise. This can be where imagery comes in. Imagine yourself dealing with the noise. Imagine yourself dealing with a negative situation and imagine yourself being successful in dealing with it. Your brain kind of goes, hey, I've done this before. So when in real life it pops up, your brain goes, ah, no, we've already been tough through this and it makes it easier to do. So ignore the noise. The next one is break it down into segments. It's easy to be tough for five minutes. Don't think about being tough for a week. Think about being tough today. Think about being tough through this two-hour practice. And maybe you have to start with the idea of just being tough through this set of drills. And then you're going to get a water break. And then do your breathing, refocus, come back, be test, be tough for the next segment. So break it down into segments. A lot of people who are mentally tough, if they had to think about the top of the mountain, they, they couldn't do it. They could not focus on reaching the top of the mountain. So they focus on having a good day going up the mountain. And then they go home, they reload, they come back tomorrow, and guess what? They have another good day of going up the mountain. And maybe day three wasn't the best day, but they gave it their best effort. And they keep going up one day at a time up the mountain. If you keep looking at the top of the mountain, it could be discouraging. Now, it might be nice to go, that's where I'm going. Don't get lost on your way to the top of the mountain. But for mental toughness, break it down in the segments. I'm going to be tough for the, for the conditioning part of practice. I'm going to be tough and, and focused for an hour of studying. And just break it into segments. It's going to be a lot easier for you to be tough in smaller segments. And then over time, as you get practiced, those segments can become longer and you don't have to worry about the 20, 40 minute segments. You're being tough for the whole practice. You're being tough for every practice and you show up tough on game day or test day. I mentioned this earlier. Uh, the next part is focus on the positive, positive self-talk, be confident. How you talk to yourself matters. An occasional, come on, Woodbury, let's go. That doesn't hurt. Just have that positive self-talk. Just say good things to yourself, positive things to yourself. Be your biggest fan. Be the person that you can look to. I know it sounds weird that you should be your biggest fan. But, you know, talk to yourself in a way that you wish your coaches did. Maybe you have a coach that's a yeller, and maybe you have a coach that that's a little more laid back. Talk to yourself the way that you want your coaches to. You know, coach yourself that way. That positive self-talk, that, that confident, hey, I know you can do this. Let's try again. That should be how you're talking to yourself. Because if you're talking to yourself in a negative way, you know it's going to wear on you. It's going to create that fatigue. And the last one is uh, groups. Have somebody there that you depend on and someone that depends on you. When you know you have to be successful for other people's success, it helps. If it's only you, it's easier, not easy, but it's easier to quit when you're the only one who suffers the ramifications of that. When you're the only one who uh, gets punished or, or fails to achieve a goal, 
if there's other people depending on you, that helps mental toughness. You have to do your part. You have to grind. You have to help the team. You have to be accountable. And that helps you stay focused when it's not just you. There's other people involved in the equation. There's other people in this variable that need you to do your thing or they're not going to be successful. It can create A, another layer of pressure, but B, a sense of, of focus going, hey, this isn't about me. This is about my teammates that I, I care about. This is about us getting the trophy. This is about my group needing me to do my part for this huge project. Having groups, having that social connection and people that uh, are there to support you and you know they support you, that you can take that risk that we talked about um, in the last section, that you have to be a little courageous, that your friends have your back if you're going to take that risk. They're not going to disown you. And if you have that kind of group support, that can be very, very um, comforting and help you stay on target. Okay, so I hope you were able to find some uh, tidbits of uh, help here and some maybe some practices you could start now or later today in terms of mental toughness. And again, break it down into sections. You know, be tough today at practice. Be tough today when you're studying and, you know, do small chunks until those chunks get bigger. And before you know it, you'll, uh, you'll be a master of mental toughness. So thank you for listening today to the Relax and Go podcast. Um, as always, if you have any questions, you can shoot me an email, relaxandgocoach at gmail.com. If you have any suggestions, if uh, you want to uh, chastise me a little bit for the long time period here between um, the podcast, if you're uh, a follower of it, I apologize. Uh, life sometimes uh, gets a little busier than you'd want and the opportunities to, to do it don't always manifest the way you want. But I am striving to, to try to get them done as quickly as possible. And i got some other topics uh, lined up and things that I'm uh, researching. So, sometimes, like this one, I went back and forth of, do I make this a two-part? And, you know, one part, what is mental toughness? The other part, developing? Or do I just condense it into one of my normal podcasts? So that's what I did here. And I'm sorry, it's probably going a little over. So don't forget, mental toughness is a learned skill. You need to practice it if you want to use it on game day. You need to practice it when you're studying if you want to use it on test day. And the better you practice it, the more mentally tough you're going to be. Though it doesn't happen overnight. If you make a plan and you stick to the plan, you have a chance to increase your mental toughness. So until we talk again, just relax and go.